Welcome to Central Valley Physicians Podcast. My name is Nicole Butler, and I'm the Executive Director of Fresno Madera Medical Society. And today we have a rather special guest. Um, we have Steve Mulligan from the district. Um, he's a district manager of the Consolidated Mosquito Abatement District. Um, which is a government agency, I've been told, which is great. So we're talking, if you haven't figured it out, we're going to talk about mosquitoes today. Welcome, Steve. Well, thank you, and good afternoon, Nicole. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming. So this, uh, when I was developing my questions for this, I came up with quite a few, so we'll try and get through as many as possible. But, um, you know, we live in the Valley. That's that's the, the, the main thing that I think a lot of people that live here are concerned about is why, do we, why are mosquitoes so bad in the Valley? Well, mosquitoes are bad uh, throughout the world. There's a lot of different species of mosquitoes that uh, live in the various uh, areas of the world. The valley here, we have hot weather, and uh, which helps, uh, you know, develop the development of the mosquitoes, the Im- immature mosquitoes. And also, we have water sources. Even though we're essentially we're a desert, we, through our irrigation practices and just our practices, uh, watering plants around the homes. We provide enough water, which are attractive for mosquitoes to develop. So, you know, I, re- I read one time that um, a mosquito is one of the most deadliest insects in the world. Is that true? Yes, because of the diseases that mosquitoes can transmit, and including malaria. Uh, malaria accounts for by some accounts, over a couple hundred thousand deaths every year, and those are basically in, in children um, under the age of five, 90, 90% are children under the age of five in Africa. Uh, there are also other, that's a, a disease, protozoan. Um, there are also virus diseases that are, they can be transmitted by mosquitoes, including historically a yellow fever, um, and currently West Nile virus, and more recently chikungunya and Zika virus. So not every mosquito carries those, no. those diseases, though, so it's just kind of bad luck. Well, right? no, there's a, there are um, certain species of mosquitoes that are capable of transmitting those diseases, but there's only, those are limited to those specific mosquito species. Uh, there's about 3,500 different mosquito species estimated to exist in the world, and um, less than 100 of those are, are really important to, to people and um, our domestic animals as either a biting nuisance or that they can transmit diseases. But again, it's only, the, it's only limited to certain species that can transmit certain diseases. So how many um, species of, in, of mosquitoes do you think that are, live here in the valley? Uh, we have, in, in our area here, we have uh, uh, about 30 different species. Okay. And, you know, another thing I read, too, which could be dangerous at sometimes, is I, I read that only the female mosquitoes bite. Is that true? It's only the female mosquitoes that bite. Um, she bites because she needs the protein in the blood to develop her eggs. Male mosquitoes cannot bite. They cannot transmit disease. Their only job is to mate with the females, uh, and then both the male and the female mosquitoes can get nutrition from plant nectars. Oh, okay. Okay, so they don't necessarily have to bite to survive. Correct. Just okay. to, the female needs the blood to develop her eggs. 
So you mentioned that there's probably about 30 different species of mosquitoes here in the valley, but there's there's also, there's a fairly new one in town. Is that correct? Yes, yes. We have a new invasive mosquito in California. Uh, we first detected it uh, actually in the cities of Madeira and Clovis in 2013, and it um, it became established and it spread throughout the throughout areas in the Central Valley and also throughout um, Southern California. That is the Aedes aegypti mosquito, the yellow fever or dengue uh, mosquito. So when you say yellow fever, is that the disease that it could potentially carry? It was the, the common name is yellow fever mosquito because it, it is the mosquito that can transmit or, or vector yellow fever, which historically had uh, just devastating impact on, on the world, including the United States in the, in the 18th, 19th centuries. So I don't know if you know the answer to this, but so why is it, why is it back? I mean, why, why, once again, why is it, why are you seeing more of these in the valley and you hadn't seen them since the 1900s? Uh, we've never had the Aedes aegypti mosquito in California. It has been present in the Western Hemisphere since uh, about the 15th, since 16th century. It's a mosquito that's uh, developed and was found in Africa, and it was uh, spread throughout tropical areas of the world by, by transport uh, uh, people in the during the early colonization of the Western Hemisphere, it was brought across. But it was limited to tropical or subtropical areas, areas that have a lot of water and high humidity. So uh, essentially the um, southeastern part of the United States. California is essentially a desert, mm-hmm. and we you know, didn't expect it that it would survive in this type of a, of a climate. However, people provide everything that this mosquito needs. Lots of needs, yeah. It's a paradomestic mosquito, so it's found around people's houses. And we like to have lush vegetation. We like to keep our lawns overwatered. And um, we then provide small, this, this adds to the humidity, we also provide small containers of water. And that's where this mosquito lays her eggs and, and the immatures develop are in small containers of, of water, uh, such as buckets, uh, pails that you may have in your backyard, pet watering dishes, the dishes that you have under potted plants, even small amounts of water like, like that. That's where this mosquito, uh, the immatures are develop. We go California, bring them back, yeah. something that hasn't been around <laughs> ever. So, you know, I feel that um, mosquitoes are coming around sooner in the season, and then I feel like they never leave. I mean, you know, I just, I don't know. I, like, woke up last week, and my daughter had a mosquito bite on her face. And, you know, so I just feel like they, you know, we only have a break in the Mm -hmm. really cold months. Is that just because of the, once again, because of the climate? I think that, um, yeah, that that global warming does have an impact on that, the, the, the season seems to be warmer longer. Uh, the winter is is uh, maybe a little bit warmer as well. Um, mosquitoes like like warm weather and in their uh, development, so their development can can expand. Also, people are recognizing this new mosquito. Uh, as I said, it's a mosquito paradomestic. It it's likes to and is found likes to exist in and is found in residential areas, so uh, urban areas um, in in the cities. So a lot of people are recognizing this mosquito. They haven't really, we do have a lot of other um, mosquitoes that, that have been found in California, but this one is a very aggressive bite, biter, 
She bites throughout the day, so it's more re- she's more recognizable, and it will readily follow you indoors and, and um, bite you in your house. That's crazy. And that's exactly what I feel like is happening that, you know, they come in the house. You typically, you know, you as the sun sets, you're outside, you get bit. But I mean, I don't think we've been every bite that I've seen has been in our house. And I've actually even, you know, caught them, you know, dinner time and, you know, slap them away and things like that. But it just feels like, well, well welcome, come on in, join the family type attitude with them. So, you know, talk about your organization and some of the things that they're that you you are doing to decrease the population of of mosquitoes. And is it possible to even get rid of this this new woman that's in town? <laughs> well, uh, districts were were formed um, in in certain areas by the demand of the of the local local population, and uh, we were our our job is to. Um, survey for mosquitoes and mosquito-borne diseases and to use um, uh, techniques to control the mosquitoes. Uh, We can use uh, chemical insecticides to kill uh, immature mosquitoes and adult mosquitoes. We can can, um, distribute uh, biological control methods like putting mosquito fish into large ponding basins, and they do a good job with that, or into unmaintained swimming pools. Uh, we can in the urban areas we have crews that go around uh, treating um, public sources that we have gutters, uh, catch basins on a routine basis. We also in the in the uh, rural areas we have areas where that hold water and produce mosquitoes. We can we can treat those, um, but it's the best way of eliminating mosquitoes is to eliminate their breeding source, their habitat, the the water sources in which they they develop. Um, And it's more difficult with this new mosquito because she utilizes small containers that are found around people's houses. Uh, It's more difficult for districts to really access those properties. Plus, we don't have the staff to go into everybody's yard and and eliminate, uh, get rid of of those sources. And that's why, uh, Nicole, it's very important that people um, realize or become aware that they can do th- take steps to reduce or eliminate mosquitoes by getting rid of these of these sources, water sources around their their house. So if they have containers, any container that can hold water for a week or longer can and will produce mosquitoes. So they need to dump those and and clean them out at least um, once a week. Any any sources such as a pet watering dish. Um, if you have, have any containers that you really don't need in your backyard, get rid of them, and that will help to reduce uh, this mosquito. So when you, you, you mentioned um, unattended pools, like having a swimming pool in your backyard, that's not going to necessarily, if it's taken care of and, it, and it's um, properly treated, that's not going to be a breeding ground for mosquitoes. Correct? No, that, that won't. Is if it's chlorinated and uh, you're, you're running the, the filter, filtering the water, but mainly the chlorination in that, uh, mosquitoes you know, will, not, uh, will not utilize that as a source. But there's a lot of swimming pools that are not maintained. Uh, it started um, in a large way after the, uh, down, after the downturn in the economy with a lot of foreclosures. There's still a lot of properties that um, the, uh, the owner or, or the resident 
does not maintain the swimming pool and becomes kind of green with algae right. and can produce mosquitoes. It's like a mosquito heaven, probably. It can produce, uh, you know, tens of thousands of mosquitoes and infest entire neighborhoods. So um, I've heard, too, or I've read someplace that the, the district is releasing mosquitoes in the valley. Explain that, because yes. I, I hear releasing mosquitoes. I'm like, what? You're kind of adding to the source, but it's a special kind of mosquito that you're releasing. Yes, Nicole, it is kind of counterintuitive. You would you release mosquitoes to control mosquitoes, but we're actually using you know, mosquitoes against, against themselves. And it's what we're doing is, is looking at a, an innovative technology, an innovative um, control strategy. And um, so what we're doing is we are releasing male mosquitoes uh, of Aedes aegypti, this, this new, only for this new, mos, this new mosquito species, releasing male mosquitoes that we've reared and that have a bacterium in, in them and the unique thing about this bacteria is if the male mosquitoes with this bacteria mate with females that do not have it, her eggs are infertile. They will not hatch. And in nature, the, um, this Aedes aegypti mosquito does not have the bacteria, so these females here don't. And by releasing the males with, with this over a period of time, we can reduce the, the number of, of uh, the mosquito population and the number of biting female mosquitoes. That's ingenious to come up with the bacteria. So, but my first question, though, is so now these female, biting female mosquitoes could potentially have this bacteria from the male if they go and bite somebody that's that no, hurt they, anybody? No, they, uh, this is a, it's an intracellular uh, symbiotic bacteria. It's passed on by the female to her offspring. It cannot be transmitted by, by the male. Okay. So it's, but when that, it's in the reproductive um, part of the of the male so that it's not transmitted to the female but it causes the the, the sperm to cause the the female's eggs to be infertile i want to know who came up with that i mean <laughs> well, ingenious. A, well <laughs> it's actually uh this uh this bacteria wolbachia um is the is the genus and the bacteria is found in about 60 percent of all insects so it's it's found a lot of butterflies uh, dragonflies, and a lot of uh, mosquito species. And so as scientists started studying this, they found that this was one of the traits that um, uh, it uh, can cause what they call um, um, cytoplasmic incompatibility. So if a male has that bacteria and the female does not, um, the eggs are infertile. The bacteria is not spread to the female. but uh, Just the eggs. Yeah, just it okay. just causes that it causes the uh, the cytoplasm of the of the egg not to not to develop. Interesting, very interesting. So, um, what the, the, I know the question that comes up a lot, and I'm sure you get this too in your field, is how do we? What's the best bug spray? What can what is there a repellent out there that we can use that isn't going to harm our children, like our young children under the age of mm -hmm. one. Um, you know, I, I think yeah. that's a big, a big topic. You know, we know we want to use repellent to keep them away, but is there one out there that you would feel comfortable or safe enough putting on a, a small child? Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there are um, um, repellents out there on the market that, that are effective. Uh, the active ingredients are effective in repelling mosquitoes. Uh, they are recommended uh, by um, 
the CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, these active ingredients, uh, there, are, there are several of them. Uh, the main ones are, are DEET, D-E-E-T, and then picaridin is another active ingredient, and oil of lemon eucalyptus. Uh, so there are formulations that are available of all of these uh, active ingredients uh, that can be used, um, including aerosol sprays, liquid sprays, um, uh, wipes, and um, then lotions. So I would um, you know, recommend that people uh, go and look at the different look look at the different sprays. Read the label because the label would tell you if there are any restrictions um, for uh, infants or or something like that. Also talk to their talk to their doctor. But but read the label and then try maybe a different formulation which that would work best for them as far as putting it on. And but but again, people need to be aware that um, the best way to prevent bites is to use repellent. Okay. Uh, also, people need to be aware that they can prevent mosquitoes from developing by eliminating sources of uh, mosquito breeding mm -hmm. around their homes. Uh, get rid of any, any containers that can hold water. Uh, if a container holds water for a week or longer, it can produce mosquitoes. So go around your, your home, outside in your, in your yard. Uh, look for anything that might hold water. Empty it out. Uh, clean it out. If it's something that you need to refill, like a pet watering dish, you can refill, refill that. Do that a couple times a week. That way your pet has fresh water and you're preventing that from producing mosquitoes. Okay. There, there's other types of protection out there too in, uh, in you know, past the prevention of it that, you know, like wearing long sleeves. I know it's hard in the summertime, but from a, from a sun Mm -hmm. standpoint it's probably wise anyways to protect your skin from the sun but you know what <laughs> are there other things that you can recommend from a protection standpoint that wouldn't include a aerosol spray or a bug repellent well nicole you're right i mean long uh, long um, sleeved shirts loose fitting shirts uh, long pants um you know wearing those it doesn't give the the mosquito access to your to your skin but it's you know in the summertime it's you know people like to go around with short sleeves and 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 shirts short sleeve shirts and and shorts uh but really you know from from a standpoint of of your health um uh, preventing skin cancer um it's probably you know probably better for if you if you did uh, wear the longer sleeve clothes clothing but if you're if you are not going to do that then we would recommend using uh, insect repellent. Um, so you would, and also use sunblock. You, know, you go out in the summertime, you need to protect yourself. So use, um, use um, sunblock and then put uh, repellent on, on top of that. Does a, I mean, and sunblock's fairly thick. Does that provide any type of uh, protection? I mean, no. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, well, it protects you from from uh, from the rays of the right, sun. Right, so that's, right, yeah. but not from the mosquitoes sometimes. Mm -hmm. So what about, um, you know, plants and things that, is there something you can put in your backyard or is that kind of just a, a myth? Well, there's there are plants that have repellent qualities, uh, but, um, and, and so in, if you have those plants, um, the mosquitoes probably wouldn't use that for harborage. But um, you you wouldn't be able unless you're you know sitting inside a, a large planting of, of these you're still you know you're exposing yourself to to mosquitoes. Um, 
But yeah, so the plants would be protected, but not necessarily you. Okay, so the number one thing, prevent them from them from being in your backyard, getting rid of that, that freestanding water, the small water, water dishes and things like that. So everyone's going to get bit. I mean, it doesn't matter if it if it's in your backyard or if it's someplace else. Everyone's getting... Well, potential. I mean, you could be exposed to mosquito bites. That's why I want to try to um, reduce the number of, of mosquitoes mm-hmm. by... And that's what we do on a uh, on a regular basis. That's what our staff does. We also do surveillance. We'll set out traps to to collect mosquitoes to to check on the abundance, how many mosquitoes there are, to check for the the species, what type of mosquitoes they are, and then we can separate the males from the females, and we can send females into the laboratory at the University of California, Davis, um, uh, arthropod. Um, um, uh, testing, and they can check to see if the females are are actually uh, carrying any mosquito-borne disease. So we'll know if if we do have um, diseases in the area, and we do have um, West Nile virus and St. Louis encephalitis in California uh, on a regular basis every every summer. Uh, these are are transmitted by other types of mosquitoes, not the new type of mosquito but other um, Culex species of mosquitoes that bite at night from, from dusk until, until dawn. So it's important if you're out during that time to wear repellent because West Nile virus and St. Louis are, are, are found in the, in the summertime, and those can cause serious problems. So you bring up a good, a good <clears throat> question that, okay, so there are mosquitoes out there that, are, that have diseases. What should we be should we be concerned every time we get bit? Is there you know, or when our children, God forbid, if they get bit, what are there signs or something that we should be looking for? And I don't want to, I don't want to turn this into a medical question for you, but you're going to know this more so than me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, with a disease like West Nile virus, eighty um, percent of those people that are that are bitten uh, by an infected mosquito uh, will be asymptomatic. They won't show any any symptoms. Um, about uh, 20% uh, can show um, what they call flu-like symptoms. And, you know, you, you, what you would have would be something, something like the flu. Um, you could have some, some aches. And um, only about uh, 1 in 120 uh, people that are exposed would have, could have severe neurological symptoms, including uh, encephalitis. And of those, I mean, there's a potential for, for death if it, if it gets severe. Uh, there's, no, um, uh, there's no vaccine for, for people for, those, for that disease. And um, actually, there is for, for horses. So if you have horses, you can vaccinate against, against that. But, um, but so you would, any, any treatment would be to, uh, for the, you know, treating the, the symptoms. If you do have severe, well, with anything else, I mean, with a common, you know, influenza, if, if you do have symptoms that are bad enough, then, of course, you should see your, your physician about that, whether it's caused by, by this, uh, by a mosquito-borne disease or, or a, a flu. Something different, yeah. So what do you think is, what's the future look like for the Valley when it comes to mosquitoes? I mean, do you think that there's going to be, you know, with this new type of um, um, things that you're implementing with the release of mosquitoes, do you think that this is going to be a better um, you know, they're going to go away or it's going to be a better place to live or fight off the mosquitoes? 
Well, the, the, new, the new strategy that we're looking at, we're, we're doing a study right now, and um, uh, we're doing that to evaluate how effective this might be and whether it is something that we could utilize in our control program. But there's a lot of things that would go into that, and that is whether it could be economically used. I mean, because what we're doing is producing uh, a huge number of uh, mosquitoes, so there, there's a cost there, and whether that's something that could be implemented in, into an integrated uh, mosquito approach. And that's what we try, try to do. We try to use a variety of different um, control methods, including biological control, source reduction, eliminating sources, and treatments with uh, chemical insecticides. And, and hopefully this will be another strategy that we could incorporate or integrate into that, uh, that approach. Yeah, it's, it's, it just amazes me how, um, you know, how they've developed this technology, not only to, to figure out just the sex of a mosquito, but then to how to inject them with this, this bacteria or this disease to get, to get rid of them. I mean, it's fascinating. Well, to, what, what they, essentially what, we're, what they're doing is they have a colony of mosquitoes that, um, that they have started that uh, infection of the Wolbachia uh, with just a few by in, infecting a few eggs, and then once that once that gets into the the females, then she passes it on. So that colony has that infection. It's not a you know it's it's not a, a local you know colony, but it's a calling a laboratory colony, and then you can mass rear those you know, those mosquitoes and and um, then separate those and and send them out. But so yeah, they're not they're not inoculating every mosquito that comes right. out. It's just an infected as part of from from the uh, from the mother maternally passed on fascinating well what else is there anything else that i should you know that we should be doing or watching out for or you know that you want to talk about well it's it's really it's important for people to to recognize that um it's a female mosquito that that uh, that bites and she needs that the blood to develop her eggs um and um she needs water uh, water sources uh, in which to lay her eggs or containers that hold water to lay her eggs. And uh, we have a, and people need to be aware that, that they can really have a big impact on, on reducing mosquito populations by taking an active role in eliminating any sources and trying to talk to their neighbors about that too. Okay. So, and, then, uh, and then be aware that you can prevent mosquito bites by using repellent. Um, because it is that, that mosquito bite that, that can cause both the, uh, any potential disease um, and the dis-ease from the, from the bite. When the female mosquito is biting, she's probing the epidermis, looking for, for a small microcapillary blood source, and as she's probing, she's spitting saliva mm -hmm. in, and that saliva has a couple things, that the, uh, an anticoagulant, um, and, and anesthetic compounds that kind of anesthetic and and a vasodilator so that the blood flows freely um, but that's that's what's happening when she with that the uh, compounds that she's spitting in there and then she's sucking out the blood if she's infected then she's also spitting out right. that, that infection but because of those compounds she's putting into your skin um, you have uh, an immune response and after the first bite, then your body, you know, has an immune response to any any subsequent bites, and um, 
So people react a little bit differently because of their body's reaction. So some people recognize or are affected more by the bite or, you know, and, than, than others. Uh, so, but if you have bites, don't scratch them and tell your kids not to scratch them because you could get secondary infections as well. Okay. So that's, and that's another issue from these, from the nuisance of the bites. Yeah. As we're sitting here talking about mosquitoes, I'm starting to scratch and itch all over. <laughs> and that, and, you know, that's tough too, to tell, tell little ones that you it can't is. scratch, but I mean, I mean, I just feel like I have a five-year-old, and I just feel like all summer she was just covered in mosquito bites all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And it just seems, you know, yeah. and we do. We need to look at our backyard and make sure in our front yard, making sure we don't have any of those those breeding locations for them to come. And hopefully that will help in the future. Well, if you have a mosquito problem, you can call your local mosquito abatement district. We can we can schedule an appointment to have um, somebody come out and and, and look at any potential sources that you have around there and give you some advice about how to keep mosquitoes out of, out of the house. But um, if you're living in, in um, you know, urban areas in the valley, in this, this area, you're probably experiencing this new mosquito, and it is changing uh, the, way people, the, way, the way people live. Um, this has been around in, in southeast United States, Florida. They've had it for a while. But here in California, we're not used to that. Right. Um, so we really need to be, you know, in order to help fight that, we need to be vigilant in, in eliminating sources. And again, that's why we're trying to develop uh, new strategies and, and study, you know, whether we can, there's other ways that we might be able to, uh, to help us control um, this mosquito to keep the populations down um, so it, it's not quite as much of a nuisance. Well, good luck with that. I'm yeah. personally, I hope it works out, and I hope we we start seeing less of this this new this new guy girl mm-hmm. girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guys do. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's both of them. It uh, you know the the males are there to to mate, and so if, right. again, if they don't have the males, or if the males uh, happen to have um, you know this Wabakia, right. then then she's not going to be able to be uh, productive. Good. Well, that's good to hear. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time. And, um, you know, I'd love for you to come back and, and talk a little bit more into detail about, you know, what you guys are doing there to, to get rid of the this new mosquito and other mosquito populations for the valley. Because I do think that this is this will continue to be a hot topic. Well, well thank you. Thank you for um, uh, the, the invitation. And uh, if there's any questions that come up, please uh, let us know. and We can try to get more information out. Yeah. Is there a telephone number that, that somebody could call if they wanted to have somebody come by and look at their backyard? Or um, do you know that offhand? Well, we can. Um, the, they can visit um, the website. But there are, it uh, depends on, on where they live. In, but the, because there are several mosquito abatement districts, um, so you would need to look uh, up the district that, in which you live. Uh, you can visit our website. It's www.mosquitobuzz, so M-O-S-Q-U-I-T-O-B-U-Z-Z.net, mosquitobuzz.net. And we actually have a map that you can type in your address and determine where you live and what district you would, you would be in and contact that local district. Very nice. And I'm sure that they also have on their website uh, ways that you can fight the mosquito at your house. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah, information about mosquitoes um, and also how to keep the mosquito, you know, tips on how you might prevent this mosquito from entering your house or, or minimize uh, because this new mosquito will readily follow you indoors. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs>